Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of All of Them Witches with me, Marcus. So, I have been doing my same old thing, which is watching movies all the time. And one of the latest things that I saw was Cutting Class for the first time. This is a slasher that kind of has blended into the woodwork for me, sort of yet another school-based slasher film. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course, but I just sort of didn't really feel like it. You know, some other stuff that I haven't seen still in that vein is also like Splatter University, for example. Though that, I believe, is college students rather than high school students. Anyway, I finally decided to sit down and watch Cutting Class since I got it in my... um, Black Friday haul from Vinegar Syndrome. So I was like, okay, here it is. And I don't like feel like watching these other movies that I picked up yet. So I'll go with this one. Uh, you know, a simple slasher shouldn't be too stressful or, you know, whatever. So I decided to choose this one and it was a good choice, I think. It was a lot of fun. So I'm just going to go ahead and play the trailer for Cutting Glass so you can get a feel for it. It was just another ordinary, dull, and boring semester at Worley High. Attention, faculty and students, this is Mr. Dante, your principal. The classrooms were in disorder. As of today, you're suspended. Relationships were impossible. Not until your grades improve. And the teachers were insane. But this year was going to be different. What are you... Someone was going to teach a lesson no one would forget, ever. By the way, Frankenstein's staring at you. Get shocked every day he was in the hospital. Every single day, how could they do that to him? I like you, Paula. I really do. Leave Paula and me alone. Are you telling me the truth? I'm trying. What is this? Survival class? Please, everyone, stay calm. Kids are missing. A teacher's missing. We stay calm and we'll all be dead. Help! Help! Do you understand English? Was it a teenager in distress or a murderer in disguise? Donovan Leach, Jill Sholin, Brad Pitt, Roddy McDowell, and Martin Mull. On the floor. In this school, you don't die trying. You just die. Get out of the school! Help! Help! Cutting class. The school is closed. The basic storyline is pretty simple. It's just that there is a group of these kids in high school and one of them who's kind of now ostracized was once a friend of them, but apparently 
he killed his father and as a result had to go to a mental institution and they did stuff like perform electroshock therapy on him and he came back you know he's been diagnosed as better but no one really believes that around him so they still really pick on him and treat him as an outsider because they are basically afraid of him so that's the basic storyline and then of course people start getting murdered and so it's like well who is it is it this person the one who you know killed his father or is it someone else like this sketchy janitor or this uh really emotionally charged and violent boyfriend character you know who is it could it be any of these other folks so that's the basic storyline and i think it plays with that balance of who it might be pretty well um, i actually was led down the wrong path then you know it was like oh darn they got me by the end so that was nice you know it's usually not that way the film for me usually is pretty clear like when someone is trying to dissuade you from thinking someone is a killer and they really are like it's usually pretty obvious but yeah i just i fell for it what can i say so anyway that's the basics and because this movie is pretty old now i'm gonna just go into spoilers and if you don't want to be spoiled then obviously don't listen to this part but that's the majority of my talk is going to be spoiling this you know i don't know 30 plus year old movie so something that i found really funny at the very beginning of the film was how the protagonist i guess she's the protagonist paula her father decides to go camping and like hunting and stuff and when he leaves the house he drives for like two seconds and all of a sudden he's in the wild the the woods i thought that was the most hilarious thing i've seen in a while just that immediately that quick shot of you know he drove out of the driveway and he drives straight into this um you know supposedly wooded area so i really love that it's very stupid uh, but anyway what i also found this funny is that throughout the movie this dad you think he's dead initially because he gets shot with a bow and arrow potentially like in his chest area you're like oh he's dead but throughout the film you keep seeing him and he's like trying to call for help he's like laying on the ground but always just not getting saved so it's a very silly little bit of stuff that i found really great and then even at the end he's still there and he almost gets killed by his own daughter and the fact that he almost does and but doesn't and like oh that's silly it was just a funny little thing to keep going throughout the storyline but i i really like that bit of humor i didn't really feel like the whole movie is like a super comedic thing but there are definitely a lot of funny moments in it like that so i mean the most obvious thing that i noticed when watching this movie is of course the young brad pitt playing dwight who is paula's boyfriend but he's like a total jerk he is such an asshole he's like got anger issues jealousy issues control issues it's like he is really not someone that you want to root for in this movie at least i didn't want to even though he's brad pitt and cute i was like no i don't like you she does not she should not be with you like she should leave she's an intelligent girl does she not realize that this relationship is shit he's dating this guy who just wants to drink and have sex and not study and is basically throwing away his potential basketball scholarship throwing away his grades because he doesn't care about school like come on get someone better my goodness yes he's cute but so what so i mean and in comparison to horrible dwight paula's like a strangely saintly for a high school student you know i went through high school i was no saint 
But for her, she's very much like, oh, I have to do homework. And she's legit like, I got to do it. I'm not going to like let you come over and sleep with me. Like I'm going to actually do my damn work. Or when everyone's trying to get her to drink, she refuses that. You know, these little things where she's very much the stereotypical final girl, like virginal archetype. She is not doing any of that. Even though she has a boyfriend, she's not getting to, uh, what would that be, like third base? I don't know what the bases are. But he's he's not getting what he wants from her. They have some other friends, but of course they are all getting killed off pretty early on. Uh, the only one left is Brian, the ex-friend, the killer of his father character, who I thought was pretty cute too. Like, what's wrong with him? But... Of course, the movie tries to get you to sympathize with him because he just seems like, oh, you know, the death of his father was actually an accident. It was not intended to happen that he actually killed him, but then he did. And then now he's getting blamed for these new murders of like this teacher and stuff. And that's so he's like, please help me. I'm not the one who did it. It's actually Dwight. And I believed that because Dwight, is a freak so i could 100 percent believe that that dude had problems and was killing people but in the end no it's actually brian who i i don't know that he was always a super murderer i feel like it's more meant to be that it was his time getting electric shock therapy and stuff that actually made him become a murderer that's just my fan fiction because I don't, I liked him as a character. I didn't want him to be the killer. Oh, well, he was. So I guess in that case, I lost the uh, game of guessing who the killer was. But it was fine. I was, I still had fun with the film. Um, something I did enjoy was the unique kills in this movie. Because um, for the most part, they're not extremely gory or anything. But I thought they were kind of funny in how they work with the idea of teachers getting killed off. For example, the art teacher is the first teacher killed, but no one apparently ever finds him. Well, anyway, he gets killed in a kiln, which is where you can, like, fire your uh, clay stuff, I believe, your pottery, and then it, like, turns it from motion, sort of makes it something else. I don't know the specifics about it. But anyway, he gets killed in there, and no one knows that he's there forever, apparently. Um, and then after that this vice principal character is killed and she is killed by basically having her face smushed onto a photocopier and that would be very painful i think because it's like seemed like a slow death for her um but also while that's happening the photocopier is going so you've got this like green light and the thing is printing out pictures of her face as she's getting smushed on the glass so that was pretty unique uh, i thought that was a interesting way to go very school appropriate themed kill and then there's the uh, PE teacher and he gets killed while he's just like playing on that uh what would you call that the bouncy thing that people sometimes use at their home or at gyms a trampoline he's using the trampoline by himself and then the killer comes with an American flagpole and sticks that up under the trampoline so that the teacher gets skewered by it. That was definitely interesting. I did not expect that in the least. And I'm glad at least that the pole went through his stomach and not through, you know, through his legs. 
up his body. That way that would have been way more gruesome, I think. <laughs> than just getting impaled through the stomach. But that's just me. So I really enjoy the different kills and how they are very thematic for the school environment. I'm surprised that all the bodies aren't found. Like, for example, the uh, two friends are not found until very late in this storyline. And I think that that was... And actually, is the gym teacher found? No one seems to find him either. He's just impaled on the trampoline. Uh, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter at the end if they're found or not, because by the time you get to that, it's already where basically Brian is chasing Paula around the school. And that's a pretty interesting scene, too, because um, while Paula's running with like a math teacher, the uh, intercoms are going off playing music, and it's only like in a specific room you can set it to go off in. And so Brian's doing that basically whenever they enter a room, he starts playing music in that room to let them know he knows where they are. I don't know how that's possible because I don't think there were video cameras like he was using. I didn't see them in that room, that principal room. So he's just like amazingly good at guessing or something. But anyway, it definitely makes for a cool effect where you see as they keep running and hiding that he's, he already knows where they are. So that was pretty cool. And then I also forgot this death entirely of the math teacher. They are doing a math problem that was on the board. And it's like, choose the right door or you'll die, basically. And for that one, it was like a math problem with trains. Like, trains coming from this area. It's coming from this area. How long until they collide? And so the math teacher's freaking out. Has to do this problem. He can't do it under pressure. But he does solve it. Though apparently he got it wrong because he gets killed in the end, in a very, you know, boring way. He gets hit with an axe through the head, you know, whenever. So I think that when I was watching it and I thought that the killer was Dwight, I was like, well, this is a shitty choice to make because Dwight's stupid. So no matter what answer, if you choose the correct one or not, it could be wrong because Dwight doesn't know math. But it was Brian who does understand math. And apparently he said something about the time zones needed to be calculated, and they were not, so that's why the teacher got it wrong. So, you know, humorous bit there. I definitely, during this chase whole sequence thing, once it is found out that Brian is the killer, obviously by slicing the math teacher in the head, um, Dwight comes back, he runs away with Paula, they get in this great moment where they're in the science room, or the chemistry lab, whatever, and uh, Dwight has the bright idea to make an explosion using sodium and water. But he doesn't know which big block of something is sodium. So he grabs this like yellow rock and throws it in the water. Which does nothing because it's just a yellow rock. And that was fun for me because I'm like, come on. Even if you're an idiot, wouldn't you know sodium is like white? And maybe it's not white. I don't know. But I'm just thinking salt sodium wise. So I would assume, even if I didn't know either, I'd probably pick the white rock. Oh well. What can you do? Dwight's an utter imbecile. Like, so bad. The only thing he has going for him is his muscles and hair. And I guess a cool car. But anyway, they get past that. They keep running. They end up in the, like, auto shop. And that's sort of where the final confrontation takes place. And Brian really loses his marbles and is, like, singing and being really weird. But 
I guess that's, you know, it's a horror film. So they like to make their baddies go extra, you know, just be extra, basically, near the end if they were totally, you know, calm and collected beforehand. That whole scene was pretty cool. And Brad Pitt, like, kudos to him. He's getting manhandled in this whole sequence. I don't know how you do that kind of thing, you know, fake whatever action or just act very carefully so you don't actually hurt someone. I don't know. But he had this, like, metal vice around his neck and they were just jamming it around. I'm like, wow. Fake or real and Brad Pitt got his neck hurt. I don't know. Maybe he was totally fine. But it's very effective in the, you know, movie itself. It seems very realistic. And then, you know, finally they both managed to kill Brian. Well, mainly it's Paula because she hits him in the head and bashes him with a hammer. But then she saves her little stupid boyfriend and then they meet up with the creepy janitor who's like, yeah, girl, you just killed someone. You're awesome. Which I don't understand fully either, but whatever. Um, Then they leave and Paula's still got like blood all over her shirt. And then they're basically like, yeah, we're so happy. We're free of something. And now Paula's like, yeah, let's go fast. Like, let's have sex, whatever. Which I don't know is the right thing for her. Because, like I said, Dwight is so shitty. He is such a shitty dude. Like, I don't care if he loves her or whatever. He's just, like, a drunk high school student who is failing everything. Like... He had he showed very little signs that he's going to get his life together after that point. And even if he wanted to, he still has super weird anger problems. Super weird jealousy problems. All kinds of things. So I'm going to say, you know, do what you want. But dang, find someone else. Oh my goodness. Oh no, it doesn't matter because these are fictional characters, but... It just seemed like a really weird relationship to me. Oh well. It was still a very fun movie regardless of that, you know, even though Dwight barely redeems himself just by kind of being helpful uh, near the end. I think that it's a great, you know, flick for watching with friends. It's very simple. It's not going to get all convoluted on you. It's not trying to pull a huge twist ending. I don't think the Brian thing is a huge twist. Uh, it's just like, oh, who's the killer? Here it is, uh, thing. And I do appreciate the soundtrack as well. There were just a couple songs in there, but they are pretty fun, definitely 80s. And I like those songs a lot. I ended up jamming to one of them for a while after the movie was over because um, it's in the credits. But overall, I thought that Cutting Class was a good time and I would recommend it. I think that this is a great movie for people who just sort of want a popcorn flick and have some fun with it and you know as opposed to like the millions of slasher films out there so many are super routine super boring as a result or are uh, presenting us with such terrible actors that it's kind of a slog to get through in this case I think everyone was a pretty great actor and the kills were humorous the teachers were all very weird and also very lecherous which is, I guess, supposed to be humorous, but it's like, oh my goodness, guys, calm down. 
Jesus. But anyway, I thought it was fun. I would recommend folks who have not yet seen Cutting Class to check it out. So that's really all there is for now. I have many other films yet to watch. Um, something I really want to see, though I kind of feel like I need to get it in the right get in the right headspace for it is going to be the candy snatchers which was also from vinegar syndrome also i'm not sure if that's a horror film or more exploitation or what i'm trying to go in blind so whatever other than that you know i still have tammy and the t-rex i wouldn't think that's horror either but it still looks like a blast so what can i say about that in regards to actual horror movies i think i still have ice cream man i got that recently i also got spookies which I saw a long time ago, but I think I hated. So hopefully I have more fun with it now since everyone was clamoring for it when it launched on Vinegar Syndrome. They were like, oh shit, it's spookies. So maybe I'll have a newfound appreciation for it now. It comes with like two documentaries on the disc. So maybe watching that will finally like get me to understand spookies. I don't know. So you can look forward to me maybe reviewing one or two of those on a future episode of All of Them Witches. Thanks for listening.